to invest in us and make testaments about each other or how we sisters and brothers cover the land and corners with poems and stones. Go hard with it. Let them know you God with it. Even though I offered it, let no one margin it and make it all about paper or first week sales. Though this is from heaven, give them verses from hell. Those that fell off the path, bring them back to the map. It's staff will be your microphone. Your name is common. You was born to fight the norm. Take house niggas out of darkness till they light the zone. I'ma put a hyphen on your name. Rapper, actor, activist. You the one that can reach into the black abyss. Stars this asterisk, show them what a classic is. Freedom riders need passengers. In your lyrics, use scriptures and passages to make a rise like Lazarus and resurrect it again. They'll put disrespect on your name and respect it again. Every section you in, bless them and keep busting. If they don't like it, shake the dust and stay up them until you get home. I'm the one you trust in. WNT9 Talk Radio. I'm your host, King Henry. Back with another session. Of course, nothing but greatness tonight, man. Listen, listen, we got Derek L. Hansford on the line with us again. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam. Going on, fam. Always good to hear from you, man. Um, we had you back on the uh, podcast back in February, I believe it was. Yeah. And, um, I mean, since then, man, you have been doing a whole lot of things, man. Uh, um, we gonna, we gonna introduce some of them things to the people, to the listeners, man. But, um, okay. I just wanted you to know, man, since we, since, since we've had you on the pod, I've been able to utilize, you know, I'm going to come in the front and say what I need to say first before we start plugging in with everybody else. Um, you know, I've been, I've been able to utilize everything that you've been doing to, to, uh, you know, as forms of inspiration for me, you know, so, so I definitely want to start off by saying thank you, you know, for, for what you've doing and what you continue to do. Um, I do see your work, man. A lot of times people, uh, don't always reach out and say thank you, you know. Um, so I'm saying it right here on the pod, man. You know, I, I love you for what you're doing because it takes a great courage for any black man to, um, you know, dare to be in a position that you're in. Um, you. Most often we can talk about a lot of things um, as far as the support and all of that. Yeah. You know, I, I myself know what it's all about when you're in this obstacle of uh, uh, being agreeable, <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. you know, you did one of the things that many people fail to do, which is you hit us with a a book. <laughs> you oh, yeah. you hit us with a book, you know, oh, yeah. and um, I actually ordered the book, man, and um, you know, when I saw the uh the 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 title point of impact yeah you know i'm yeah. i was very very uh blown away by just the uh you know the 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 write up on what is it lulu.com 
Yeah, Lulu.com. Yes, sir. Yeah. So when I when I went to uh, Lulu.com, I want to read this if you don't mind. I want to read this right quick yeah. for the for the listeners, right. man, because I was really taken by this. It says uh, this documentation was developed to make aware to the readers the necessary need of one's character and mannerisms that may cause one to remain a prisoner of incarceration by our thinking and our behavior that possibly can be removed with sincere reflections of self. The author of this documentation is sharing his advice based upon actual life experiences. And I, and, and I do know, you know, from having you on, on the first uh, podcast in, in February that uh, you spoke from the heart and this book, I can't wait to get it. Cause I know you came, I know you came deep within the heart from the heart, man. So if you don't mind, you know, um, if you can share some of, some of what's going on with the book, talk about, you know, the journey and building it, getting it done and some of the chapters that's actually in the book. Well, First and foremost, cause you know, like always, you know, I want to first and foremost greet you again with assalamu alaikum, which is, you know, pre, you know, the salutations of asking that Allah, you know, what I'm saying, um, give you peace and security, and you know, and that Allah brings you His peace, you know, and in that security and keeping you safeguarded, you know, um, you know, this is an honor for me, you know, um, because you're family, and and and. Um, just having the opportunity to uh, be able to introduce people to myself and the many things that I'm striving towards and my goals and my ambitions, you know what I'm saying? Not just only for myself, <clears throat> but foremost for myself, my family, and my location and my locality and my community. See, a lot of people don't understand that about me. Um, that's basically the, the, the nature of my work. You know, it's not just for me to become a successful individual. I believe that in order for an individual to be successful, it also stems from that in which he surrounds himself with the people, the places, and the things. You know what I mean? So um, I think I believe that all of that combinates to a person being successful because success to me is not defined by the, 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 the values of materialism and, you know, your status of name, you know what I'm saying, because, um, you know, uh, the most sacred thing to me is really, you know, doing my work with sincerity in my heart. You know, that's most important to me. Right. But, um, Bismillah, I just want to say in the name of Allah, you know, and I give all praise and glorification and thanks to Allah for even, um, granting me the mind thought and to be able to, you know, uh, tap into myself and focus on the things that I wanted to express in order, first and foremost, to aid myself. Because, you know, a lot of people, you know, let me just be clear with you. Point of impact is not about the people. It's about me. Right. You see what I'm saying? And right. understanding that I was at a point in my life that my whole life was altered. You know, and the impact of it moved me so much that, you know, I realized that, hey, man, there's no alternative for me except for to re-rectify my life and redeem my life 
and get my life in order to a perspective that I can now proceed without returning back to something that would be damaging, that would not benefit me in my character, in my walk, in my talk, in everything about me. I just wanted to re, you know, um, define, you know, and I knew that in order to do that, I had to return first and foremost to my Lord, you know, and understanding that Allah God is the, you know, disposal of all of my affairs. And so I had to acknowledge that first and foremost and acknowledge also the harm and the hurt that I was causing myself mm. and the people nearest to me, you know, by living the lifestyle that I was living. And sadly, um, you know, I came to realize that this lifestyle was, you know, perpetuated upon me through the damage of my psychological concept of light. You know, psychologically, I was damaged. Mm. And I didn't, I didn't understand that, you know. And so point of impact, you know, was was me letting society know that, hey, I realized that the impact of what has occurred in my life is so severe that the only thing for me to do is to either change or, you know what I'm saying, surrender to the falsehood that I was constantly living in, which was going to only cause my demise. So I got to work. And point of impact just became so clear to me because point of impact then defined itself as POI, as we know is what? A prisoner, right? Prisoner of what? Of incarceration. You see what I'm saying? Now, that incarceration is not necessarily the incarceration of in a barbed wire city, like I like to call of the plantations of of penitentiaries. See, and when we incarcerate ourselves, we tend to keep ourselves oppressed by the false things that we present in our lives or the shortcomings that we encounter in our lives. The one thing that I learned about myself was which damaged me a lot in my early days was I never knew how to forgive myself. Mm. You know, I would, when I would fall short in anything, I would beat myself up for days. Like I can, I can remember, like I'm going to just give you an, a, a simple example. I was a, a good all county, all state football player. Here I was. And every time I would just in a football game where I made a mistake, I would beat myself up for days about the mistake that I made in that football game. You see, instead of realizing that, okay, that happened, let's move forward and let's learn from that experience so that we don't allow that to happen again. You understand? But I was used to punishing myself because what I had come to realize in the culture that I was living in, in my family, which they didn't realize in themselves was, you know, a lot of uh, my family and my society, like the people I grew up around and the people who raised me, man, the first thing that people would always do is belittle you. Like they would, you know, and they would think that this was encouragement. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You know, to put you down or, you know, to scream on you, you know, it was like coming from Jersey, you know, right. it's like, you know, everybody's, you know, in your face, 
You right. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody holding back punches. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, and, you know, instead of realizing that this was a part of my fault, you know, I would hold on to these things. And I just, you know, realized that, hey, I had to free myself from these things that I kept myself pinned down with, you know, mentally, spiritually, and most importantly, emotionally, you know. And so I worked hard on on redeveloping myself and, you know, understanding why I was feeling the way I was feeling and what I needed to do to rectify. And that's what this book is about. You know, this book is about identifying these shortcomings. And the most important thing that I learned in writing this book is that I do love myself and I do now know how to love myself. Mm. Wow. So, you know what I'm saying? And that was the key, you know, um, realizing that, you know, in the beginning, I was neglectful to, to, to me. You know, I was worried about how I was neglecting everybody else. But the main person that was being neglected, I kept overlooking. And that's me, mm. you know. And so I had to get deep into that, you know, and realizing that, hey, man, you know, and, and even now, like, when, I, when I'm out here, you know, um, I'm learning so much, man, about, you know, how, you know, you got you to gotta stay on point. You can't think because you came to the, the new discovery or the new finding of your, your character or your behavior or, your, you know, your, you know your, your, your pattern in life. You can't think that, okay, because you discovered these faults and you did, you did something about them, that now everything is fixed. Right. It's, it's not fixed like that. You have to continuously work because the struggles and the battles are going to continue to remain. And, and then as a matter of fact, they're going to become more intense the more that you do discover of yourself. That's right. That's you right. See? That's right. And so I came to realize that in writing this book was um, me pretty much talking to me and uh, reminding me of, you know, the things that um, I need to continue to work on, but I wanted to share with other people and, you know, not intending on helping anybody, but more or less just saying, hey, here's my situation. If there's something you can take from it to benefit, then, you know, I, I pray that that does some good for you. You know, so um, it's been that way for me. I've been home now for 10 months. Uh, I've been home now for 10 months. I give um, a lot of, uh, of my struggle, you know, I give it a hundred percent to constantly look at myself first and assess myself first, you know, so that I'm not shortchanging myself. Right. Um, throughout my 10 months, you know, I've had some, some, some hardships. I came home and instantly I was, I was running, you see. And, um, then when, uh, it's like, you know, I hit a hurdle and fell. It was like getting up and trying to continue to sprint was was a little hard, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, but um, you know, it's been it's been really a, a beautiful learning experience. Um, I'm I'm vigorous in my work to try to help people, 
um, and trying to let people know that, you know, whatever's going on in your life today doesn't have to be going on in your life tomorrow. You know, right. in, in my faith, uh, the scholars of my religion, they say that, you know, people, we say it is seven days in a week. Well, they say it's only three days in a week, today, tomorrow, and yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> so these are the only three days that matter, today, tomorrow, and yesterday. You know, and so I try to hold on to that and keep it all in mind, man, and realize, you know, look, man, don't push, you know, don't keep the, you know, don't push the, the, the cart before the horse, man, and just, you know, stay, stay motivated and try to encourage other people to stay motivated. And I also rely on people to keep me motivated. I got a beautiful family, you know, my my, my wife, my kids, my um, my mom, my dad, you know what I'm saying, my, my my sisters, my you know, my family like yourself, you know. Now I wanna tell you something, man. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> you you ignited with me, man, a fire, man, like yo, cuz man, like out of all the people in the world you reached out to me and you reached out to me and you said, Hey, listen, man, um, I'm trying to do an interview with you. Brother. Yeah, man. Yeah. And I was like, me, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, who is I? I'm, I'm nobody. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, for, for some reason, uh, by the grace of Allah, you saw benefit in me. You saw light in me. You know, when, when I first touched home, man, and uh, I just was, I was blown away by that, you know, and um, also, but it was, it was very um, eye-opening to me and inspiring to me because here you were doing your thing. And then when I reviewed some of your podcasts, I was like, wow, I was so impressed mm. with you know, the work that you was doing and the type of, uh, you know, um, just energy you was putting into putting out other people's stories. Right. You know, and I thought that was amazing, man. You know, um, a lot of people always say think it takes a lot of money and a lot of connections to do things. And I, I don't know, you showed me that, you know what, if you really want to do something, you know, you need to put it down, nail it down and just put your foot forward and do what it is you want to do with your life. Um, so a lot of people where I am today uh, came from, you know, that first interview with you, you know, and um, um, that's really what it's about. As a matter of fact, um, even though I got the book coming, I also have a podcast coming. There it is. You know, All right. I, have, I have my own podcast that I, I'm, I'm putting together, you know, and um, a matter of fact, tomorrow night we're having our first uh, review and uh, interview, and I'm going to be hosting um, – you know, we're going to be talking about brotherhood and, and um, you know, the the basis of family, you know. And, um, you know, and so I'm really looking forward to, you know, doing this and doing this podcast and, you know, getting things out there. So but, let's make sure we get this across the right way. You you not only did you uh, put out a book and, and first of all, let me just remind, let me just say this. For those who missed the first podcast, um, you actually were uh, incarcerated for twenty five years. Yeah, I was incarcerated. Right. I um, 
Yeah, I was incarcerated for 25 years for the crime of unarmed robbery, no weapon, no assault, no trauma to the victim. Um, I was given an illegal sentence of 50 years with 30 years to do. My pre-sentencing guidelines called for me to get four years max, minimal two years, but my uh, sentencing range was supposed to be two years max, minimal four years probation. I ended up with, uh, you know, 50 years and 30 years to do. I did 25 uh, years complete straight. Um, Governor Northern, uh, out, uh, here, out here in, uh, in Virginia, he granted me a pardon. Uh, I was supported by, um, a guy by the name of Stephen A. Northup, who was my attorney, um, through the, the, uh, love of my, my cousin. Her name is Leslie Dickerson. She's the coach. She coaches, uh, Eastside's, uh, softball, women's softball team. She, um, you know, she, uh, I'm getting a little emotional right now. Yeah, man. Yeah. Now the reason, now the reason I asked you, and I just want to jump in right quick. The reason I, the reason I brought that up, um, usually, you know, when someone goes through something and they, 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 are um, taken off the streets, man. And you know, when you come out, you tend to want to just put that behind you. And, you know, because your story was so, uh, powerful and so impactful um very inspiring you know it's something that should never be buried you know um because it's it's actually you know what you've done since you've been home that's really what's the most inspiring part of your story because you didn't come home and and um you know go back to everything that's still out here. Like these things, you you know, these things that was here is still here and have grown. Right. So the, the the trees of of that disagreeableness is, is still here. Those roots are right. still here. And you didn't go and, you know, um, right, you didn't go back to those things. And, you know, you got this book. Um, many of us have never been incarcerated and, and has have done a bid and things of that nature. And, we don't have books. We don't have we don't have podcasts, nor do we have the inspiration or the thought to even want to um have an impact on someone's life positively from our personal experiences. Many of us go through things and just say, Hey man, I'm just trying to do me. I'm just trying to, you know, keep it moving. It is what it is. This is life. And, you know, I think that you know, and I think I mentioned this on the first podcast, you know, um, everybody is in their own lane, can do whatever they do, how they do it. But, you know, this is your calling, man, you know, to to, to speak to people and, and and touch people and move people and just be be present. You know, sometimes yeah. we, we don't realize, you know, standing still and just doing what we're doing doesn't remove the obstacles and, and, and the things that we go through personally. It doesn't remove those, those challenges. Right. Right. You right. know? And so we gotta, we gotta dig deep, real deep. You know, every time I feel like I'm about to, you know, uh, uh, just, just do what the most high wants me to do. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I know, I know I better go ahead and, 
you know, cleanse myself, washed my hands, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Make sure, you know, my, my, my voodoo is tight and, you know what I'm saying? Make sure that, you know, my prayers is tight, you know what I'm saying? And it's just, it's just a, a, a blessing, man, to be able to have you just, that's why I said in the beginning, dare, I used the word dare come out and do something like this, man, because, Everyone that does it knows that you're the the road is not like an exciting road. The ble- the blessing in the in the heaven comes from you actually doing what you're doing, but it don't come from like you know what people might think. You got this, you know, huge million dollar support system, and you know right. now nah, all you got is your immediate family for the most part. You know what I mean? Right. The team is right. small. And I always call it the brains team. If you have a a a, a good brains team, yeah, then you're gonna be good. You know, because I gotta, you know, um, you know, give praise to Allah first and foremost. But like, you're so right. And I just posted um on Facebook the other day. You know, I posted up there uh, the people who support you. Uh, uh, the people who support you are not always the people who who are. Some people, the people who support you, are not always the people who support what you're doing. You know, or support like people will tell you, man, hey, we support you, right? But they're gonna, you know, they're not necessarily supporting you. They just saying what needs to be said in order to maybe, you know, make you think that they care in the moment, you know, at the moment, or you know. The evil eye is real, man. Oh, yeah. And, and you know, you're going to have people who are going to tell you, yeah, I support what you're doing. And the whole time when they walk away from you, they like, man, listen, I ain't got time for this cat. Right. You know me? Or man, I could care less. You know, I, I, don't, I don't, you know, to me, I get sick of him running his mouth all the time or he's always trying to give it. You know, people don't understand. It's like, you know, when you're doing this, like I have a nonprofit, Community United Focus Cups. And I literally, like, we out here feeding the poor. We out here aiding uh, women, uh, trying to empower women who are in need. Um, we out here trying to empower brothers who are coming out of prison, you know, and, you know, who need help getting themselves back on board, you know. And so you wouldn't believe how, you know, it's like people really don't care. Right. Like, they That's- they're so real. desensitized, man. It's like people yeah. really don't care. Yeah. And a lot of what I do comes out of my pure pocket. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about, you know, but I've been supported by people who love me. Um, My brothers, Emmanuel and Mikiel, you know, my team, you know, they, you know, we got the store together. The, uh, um, We got the holistic store. We got the barbershop, Ian and barbershop, Ian and barber lounge. And um, authentically me, which is here in Norfolk, Virginia, on Lafayette Boulevard, twenty five seventeen Lafayette Boulevard. But the greatest support I have has come also from like these people. And then my sister, right? My sister has her own nonprofit, Tomorrow's Change. You know what I'm saying? And she's out in Delaware. You know her and her husband, um, Osric Ingredients. You know um, they have supported me. Um, you know um, it's like. Um, and then I have a team out here um, because locally, recently, locally, I've been fighting to reduce the violence going on. Right? So I have joined up with a team uh, called the uh, 
Stop the Violence Team, um, which is by an elder brother named Bilal, you know, Bilal Muhammad, the Sheikh. And then um, I got with a, a sister by the name of Latisha, who is, uh, her organization is We Matter. And we've been, you know, working hard together. And um, I've been shooting my shot trying to reach, because I'm from these streets, man. Like, I don't care. The streets is the streets wherever you are. You know what I mean? Right. And, and I know that, you know, I try to remind the people here in Virginia and Norfolk and in the seven cities that I'm, I've, I've experienced here, bro, this is not the ghetto. Hmm. This is not the hood. So, you know, I, I try to remind these people that don't allow the condition of what propaganda tells you you are to define the condition in your heart. Right. You know what I mean? Because that's not the condition of your heart. You're a good, loving person. And to think that you got to brand yourself with a gun and come out in the streets and just kill innocent people because you got an attitude to prove yourself or because you feel like, you know, you can't have nothing or you can't own nothing because the only thing around you is this concrete, you know, it's like wrong. Like you, bro, one of the things I love about when I came to Virginia, I seen black people owning land. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, a prop, we see black people owning businesses. Your father, my uncle, you know, he had a business. Okay. But I'm talking about owning land. Right. You know, where, where, you know, it's generations of land that they own and, you know, they waving at you hello. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> yeah, you man. Yeah. That, was, that was something new for me coming from. Patterson, New Jersey. You know what I'm saying? Right. Fake New Jersey and North New Jersey. You know, I'm like, what? Black people, you know, <laughs> owning all these acres and, you know what I'm saying? Got their own house. They mowing their lawn and, you know, like, ain't living on top of each other. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. So, you know, I try to remind these people, like, you got to be grateful for what you have, man. Because if you don't, it's going to be taken away from you. Mm-hmm. It's going to be taken away from you. And when I went into prison, you know, it was necessary for me to continue to not only remind myself of what the experience was, but to also educate others on what the experience is. Right. Because people don't realize, you know, I'm not the only Muslim or black man in this country that has been incarcerated falsely. And we keep walking around acting like these things, you know, just happen to black people, and it's okay. No, it ain't supposed to happen to no person. It ain't supposed to happen no, to nobody. That's right. Nobody. That's right. You know what I'm saying? And we got to get out of this mentality. You know what I'm saying? That the, the only ones we're concerned about is the ones that's on national TV. Right. You know? Yep. Getting, you, know you got so many, cause I'm talking about so many people who are incarcerated, man, you know, in deprivation of their rights and things of that nature, man. Right. And that's just, it's just not cool. You know, and for people to stand by and act like it's no concern it is until someone in their family's locked up. Right. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? For exactly. something that's minute and ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? And what a lot of us don't realize is that it is, you know, everybody keeps saying modern day slavery. But what form of, what is the language of, what is the title of this modern day for? What is the language of it? Well, it's entitled, um, um, debt peonage. Okay. This is the actual practice of slavery that's being implemented upon us right now today. 
It's called get beyond it. But so many of us, we don't, we <laughs> even research as to, we say modern day slavery. Well, this is modern day slavery. Okay. Meaning what? You understand what I'm saying? Because we're not in chantels. Okay. We're not in the neo-slavery where we we just, you know. So what are you, what type of slavery is, is, what are you talking about, brother? Well, it's called debt peonage. Meaning that when you commit a crime, okay, the, the, the government or the state in which you, or the, uh, um, the judicial system in which you have wronged, they do not, re- your debt is not paid. It's never paid. Hmm. It's never paid. So this is why they keep you on probation, parole. They keep, they, they have all these stipulations to deny you your rights. You know what I'm saying? And all of these things. So if I paid my, 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 uh, my debt to society, why don't I have my rights? Why can't I bear arms like you bear arms? Right. Why I'm paying taxes. You understand what I'm saying? I'm, when I go to, to, to work, your state and federal government take my money. Hmm. So why is it that I can't have the freedoms to do the things that I should be doing with my life? That's right. I paid my, I paid the cost for the crime that I committed. Okay. But this debt peonage that they're practicing, which was supposed to be removed back in 1943 by President Roosevelt, is still right now today implemented in our society. Hmm. You know, I had to come out and tell my story because at the end of the day, bro, I got family members who, who, you know, who lived the life that I was living and me being an elder cousin and an elder, you know, uh, and the elder brother to my family, right. who I love, I love my family. Right. You know, I'm a Hanford, I'm a Hammond, I'm a Jackson, and I'm a Smith, man. And I'm, I'm, I'm related to the Dickinsons. Like, I love my family, bro. And, and I love my family, not only that's blood related to me, but I love my family in, in these streets that I grew up on. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not going out like a sucker. I'm not going to go out, you know, not trying to aid my family with what is good, man. Because, you know what I'm saying, I'm, I don't fear anything but Allah. And the truth kicks the brains out of falsehood, brother. Mm. You know, and we just got to do this, man. We got to do this. And we can't settle back and keep watching our people, you know, with this. Like right now, this COVID, and we dying, bro. And we're dying. And I'm just, be, you know, uh, yesterday, the other day, I had a lady curse me out because I got the I got the shot. Wow. She asked me, yeah, she asked me, you know, she came into my store, my holistic store. I told her about some good products to help her out. And then she asked me, did I take the shot? And I, of course, I'm going to be honest with you. Yes, man. Man, this lady balled me up, bro. Hurt my feelings so bad because I took the shot. It told me I was not to be trusted. I was a, de- a deceiver wow. of our people. Wow. Yeah, yeah this is wow. how far she went. Like, and the thing that killed me so much as I said to her, which she never paid attention, I said, ma'am, have you ever heard of reverse psychology? She said, yeah, what about reverse? I said, can you just imagine that the possibility of all the, 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 the uh, fear, all the things that they've been telling you about, you know, um, the vaccination, which 
The woman was my age. I said, which you had many vaccinations, right? She said, yeah, and she was even in the Navy. I said, so therefore, you know, are you are you suffering? Do you do you have any of these things that you you you, you feel? You know, she was like, no. I said, okay. She was like, but I was forced in. I said, it's not the point of that. We're just talking about the facts right now, right? right? And I was like, okay, I'm not saying that the things that you're saying are not true, but is, and I'm not saying that the things that you're saying are false, but I'm asking you the question, is it a possibility that there are fear tactics being pushed at the black community, okay, to, de- to, to deter them from taking the shot? Have you ever mm. contemplated have you ever contemplated that? Have you ever contemplated that when you think of who was in office when all of this came about? You understand? When you think of all that has been going on in our society with black and white since all of this came about, you know, are you even considering that there's a possibility, and I'm not trying to get off the topic, I'm just, these are the type of things, man, that is killing our community, mm-hmm. our 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 society, our families are separated and divided. You turn on the television today. Our kids, this this um, what do they call that? Um, what is this new television stuff they do? Uh, where they do the the the, 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 the uh, I forget what they call it. Uh, all the everything is like live, and you know you got all of these people who are t- you know taking you in their homes and all of this stuff, right? And they're, you know, I mean, your kids are watching TikTok all day. Right. Exactly. You know, you know, um, I'm talking about four, three-year-old, five-year-old kids, man, are holding telephones and they're watching TikTok. Reality TV is all over the place today. And then that reality, it's not reality because they're not telling you that they're scripting half the things they're doing. Mm-hmm. You understand? But your children are, are taking a hold of this and digesting it as the reality of society. Right. And then and then that cultivates them. So now they're coming at you with this this ridiculous behavior that you're trying to understand what in the world is going on. Well what is going on is that you're allowing this culture to raise your children and it's gonna, it's gonna continue to cause all the division. And I just feel like you know, I need to do something to help people understand that, hey, man, we human beings, we have to rectify our affairs, and it all starts with first cleansing our heart, hmm. learning to love ourselves, changing people's and people, places, and things, and most importantly, most importantly, is knowing our Lord and being willing to surrender, and being willing to surrender. That's powerful. That's powerful. Listen, let's let's. I'm gonna take a quick break, man. And um, when we come back, I I want to go and dive into that book, man. Point of impact. Um, so so while we away listening to this uh, playing this commercial, man, think of uh one of the chapters you want to go in. So um, we don't have to go too much into it, but just we want to. I want to touch on something just to give the listeners um you know something juicy to look forward to. Okay, no problem. Yeah, that's cool. I got you. WNT9 Talk Radio. Be right back. Time you connect to sacred nature. All you have to do is visit sacredblendstore.com. They know just how important it is to connect to nature. 
That's why they make it their job to provide you with the best organic, all-natural products they can create. If you have acid reflux, GERD, indigestion, gas, and bloating, or if you need peace, rest, serenity, if you can't sleep, need a detox, or maybe you're just looking for something to strengthen your immune system, yep, look no further. SacredBlendStore.com is just for you. And listen, I'm not just sitting here telling you this to sound good. I tried their products myself and it really works. So if you're looking for something that's all natural, 100% organic, visit their store at SacredBlendStore.com. That's SacredBlendStore.com. With an S, store.com. This message is sponsored by sacredblendstore.com. Stay healthy. WNT9 Talk Radio. We are back with Derek L. Hansford, uh, a.k.a. some may know Derek as Minhaj Malai. Yeah, that's right. Author of Point of Impact. Um, We still, you, we didn't give that information on that um. The your radio podcast before we go into the book, um, okay. how can anybody log on to that? Um, well, you'll be able to go on on to uh, let me see, see if I can pull it up for you right here. Um, they can go right on to my if you're able to go on to Facebook, uh, Derek Hansford, uh, parentheses Malai Hansford. You can go and pull up my page. And um, you will see there, um, thanks to my main man, my beloved soldier and family from 17th Ave, Patterson, New Jersey, <laughs> Jason, you know what I'm saying? Randy Jason Jackson. Um, and uh, for him, you know, uh, putting me on, you know, uh, and putting me on this podcast thing. But um, you'll be able to go on to Randy Jason Jackson. Uh, Derek Hansford, you'll see the post on my Facebook page. Okay. And, uh, you'll be able to, you and if you're, if you're listening now, you can call in tomorrow night from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. would be on. And the call in number is 563 Yeah, that's 563 563-999-3718. 563-999-3718. Yeah, they can log. They can log right in, and um, you know what I'm saying. We'll be uh, talking to a beautiful, my brother Emmanuel Asu as well, uh, who is the um, founder and creator and developer of Authentically Me, a closing line, and um, you know what I'm saying. And also my partner in business and family. Um, and then uh. We'll be following up the next week with uh, my brother Mikiel uh, Mdot, who is also he's the uh, founder of the uh, E&M Barber Lounge, and um, you know my partner in business as well. And uh, like I said, we're gonna be we're gonna be up there for the that's gonna be the, the, the coming two weeks, and we're gonna talk about you know the occurring you know because listen, man, family ain't always the people that's blood related to you, neither, man. That's you know, right. and you know, as black people, we should already know this. Like, we should know this because we come from. We're supposed to come from where. Well, being in 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 New Jersey, um, my community was always close knitted. <clears throat> you know, his. Uh, I mean, Hispanic, um, 
black people. I grew up with all types of shades of people. So, um, you know, and I was always accepted by their parents and treated well. So I was raised to know, you know, like you, you just, you know, you respectfully uh, treat the people that you walk with, you know, in a family manner because your community is your family. And uh, so that's what it's about. But um, the podcast, my man Randy J. Sean Jackson, yo, this, this dude, J. Sean, I know J. Sean for many, many years from 17th Ave in Patterson. You know, um, we used to hang out all together. And, um, you know, we was doing what we was doing back then when we were youth. You know what I'm saying? Right. But that was more men. And he um, he enlightened me, you know, and he was like, he just get, made an offer to me, you know, like, look, he felt, you know, in, in general, he was saying to me the same things that you've been saying to me tonight. That is, you know, there's a lot that he feels I can contribute. And he he offered me an opportunity to do the podcast. And, you know what I'm saying? I, I jumped on it. You know what I'm saying? Right. I, I jumped on it. And, right. And, uh, you know, I'm grateful for it, you know, and I'm pretty much taking a page from you, cuz. You know, I don't, I don't know if I can do, I don't, <laughs> I don't know, know if I, I don't know, I don't know if I can be, I, I'm more of a, I don't, I'm more of a guest type. I don't know how well I would do as being a host, but. Uh, <laughs> nah, <laughs> nah, nah, you definitely, uh, you definitely have what it takes, man. Uh, uh, quite a few of my, um, uh, um, listeners and, you know, people I interview I always, uh, can tell if they can, you know, hold it down, having their own podcast. So I always I'll put it out there. Some people I suggest leave it alone, um, you know, <laughs> simply for the reason that, you know, like, like you, you yourself, you're someone who's, who's actually going to go and do some research. You're going to bring something to the platform where it won't be right. gossip, you know, right, right, right. you know, as, right. as street as we are and, and, you know, as hood as we can get and all of that, you know, we have right. to know when to put those things to the side and, and, you know, really start getting into uh, educating people and, right. and, um, wanting to be educated ourselves. And that's right. really one of the reasons why I do the podcast, you know, um, not so much to teach anything that I may, you know, have, you know, already, you know, um, obtained, but to listen to right. others so that I could, you know, breathe in what's out right. there. So, you know, right. but let's get to this book, man. Um, author, okay. the author of point of impact is on the line with us. Derek Hansford, man, give give us something, man, on this because you 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 mentioned something about the psychological effects. Um, right. Is there anything, any chapters in there, um, specifically touching on that? Well, one of the things is that I'm gonna give you a taste of each chapter of the book is one chapter. It's one page. Okay, and the reason why I did this is because I didn't want to. I didn't want to. Um, distract you from taking the the actual remedy of what the book is trying to give you um, direction in trying to help you. You know, sometimes you can you know you you know when you uh, over flood people with information, you know you lose them. You know, so I wanted to be very direct, right? And I wanted to be you know subtle at the same time. But, like, for example, um, the first chapter of the book is uh, Point of Impact is actually loving yourself. And loving yourself, loving self is the chapter. With, and I'm going to read it to you because it's, 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 you know, it's not time consuming. But it would say, you know, 
loving self, who should be most important to me? Whose well-being should I be concerned about first above all else? These questions should be clear to me in answering them correctly. Above all others, I should be the most important person to me, and I should be the person I am most concerned about. I have to realize, in order for me to love anyone else or care for anyone else, I have to first love and care for self. Mm. Then and only then can I possibly love and care for anyone other appropriately. Before my incarceration, I was in the streets. If I loved and cared about myself, then how and why did I place myself in this position of being in prison? If I love and care about myself, why would I give up my freedom? Hmm? Why would I get up my, give up my freedom of and allow myself to be told what, when, and where I can go, what I can do, and what I can have? It is important to me now to reflect most on how I can love myself. One, respect. Two, honor. Three, loyalty. Four, care. And five, affection. Respect, treating myself with decency in my mannerisms and etiquette as well as others. Honor being upright, just, and trustworthy to self as well as others, which is integrity. Loyalty, always being faithful to self first as well as others who are my beloved loved ones and companions and those who place a trust in me. Care, always providing myself with that which will benefit and safeguard me as well as others in the best of ways. Affection, being compassionate, supportive, and sensitive to my needs as well as the needs of others. Now I can take these principles and apply them in a daily basis to bring about the necessary need of me loving me first in order that I can give love and be loved. You see? in order that I can give love and be loved. Wow. There has to arise in me this desire to love myself because I obviously did not know how to love the person I should have loved. But today, I want to look in the mirror and know with certainty that I have loved myself with respect, honor, loyalty, care, and affection, because I now have accepted and can accept the truth of the neglect I have exposed myself to all this time. I now know that loving self is most important to me, freeing myself from being a prisoner of incarceration. Listen, treat people the way you want to be treated. So why do you treat yourself the way you don't want to be treated? That's very wow. first. That's the chapter. That's the chapter of loving, loving self. Yeah. Loving yourself and being able to be loved. That's right. You know that's that's, right. that, that, that's man. So many people, uh, including myself, 
Um, you know, I'm gonna speak for myself. I'm not even, you know, after all that you just said, I'm gonna speak for yeah. myself. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, grinding so hard, man, and just just yeah. trying to do the best that one can do. Yeah. You know, we tend to, uh, well, I myself tend, even like now, I can't even say it. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like it's mm-hmm. it's difficult to even say that. I I lack the love of myself. There's there's portions of me that I don't you know, uh, a uh, uh, love on because I'm making personal sacrifices for other people. Exactly. You know, you, I don't want to shoot shots, but I just want to give something for the audience to possibly reflect upon. No doubt. Right now today, the culture of our society, you will see women, right? Who will go out and they will buy um, eyelashes, hair pieces, fake wigs. They will wear wigs. They will um get things to enhance their body shape, right? But you will also see them at the same time driving fine cars, dressed in the best wear, right? And if you ask them at that moment. Do you love yourself? You know what the first question is? What? Do I love myself? <laughs> of course I love myself. Right. But, but, when they, and I'm, I'm being real, but when they look in the mirror, they dressed up as somebody else. Right. You see? Now, that's not to say that they don't love themselves. It's just saying that when you appreciate who you are, you don't need a whole bunch of, uh, 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 um, well, the word I want to—you don't need a whole bunch of uh, artificial, yeah, parts to come and make you feel like you're somebody that you need to be. Right. You see, just to fit into society. See, I grew up like that. You know, I grew up being the way everybody wanted me, and I could remember when I first took my shahada in my neighborhood. I was the only Muslim, bro. Everybody else was a father son. Mm. Everybody else was of the God and Earth nation, right? And when I took my shahada, I could remember vividly, and very real, like right now today, like everybody was like, "Yo, man, man oh, you were eighty-five now." Mm. Wow. You know what I'm saying? But yet we were supposed to be reading from the Quran, observing the life of the Prophet Muhammad. So I miss her. I, I was like, no, nah, I'm, I'm not. You can call me what you want, but I'm Muslim, bro. And I stood firm upon it. Right. And then guess what today? Today, I call home. I hear so many of my peers are Muslim today. No doubt. You see what I'm saying? And I'm grateful that God gave them the, the Allah gave them the, the courage to say, hey, you know what? I'm going to you know, stand upon what I believe is truth instead of what everybody saying is quote quote the um the fab or you know um the the the, the facts uh which contradict the facts. You know? Mm-hmm. See, that's what's going on in the world today too. All you hear is a bunch of, you know what I'm saying, rhetoric that is not factual. And it's got people terrified, man. Mm-hmm. And the people they holding on to the non factual information talking about they heard this, they read this, and they read that, 
they seen on the news where so-and-so said this. And I'm like, wow, you know, are you, are you studying these things for yourself? Are you really literally trying to comprehend? Or are you just taking this information and you, you running with it in fear, thinking that you're doing the right thing when the whole time you're bringing harm to yourself? Right. You know, so here we are. We're still in the same boat. You look around today, man. I remember when I was a young man, I was telling my mother this thing. My mother's house every weekend was full of somebody trying to get their hair done. They ain't come to the house and say, oh, Brenda, give me a wig. I'm going out. Nah, they try to get their hair done. They wanted to beautify themselves with, their, with themselves, with their natural being. You didn't see young men walking around the day putting fingernail polish on, bro. Mm-hmm. Battling with their, their masculinity and their femininity. Wow. You know, thinking thinking that, you know, in order to be, you know, a, 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 a part of society, you had to put, you know, fingernails on you. You don't know today, and I'm just being 100, man. You don't know today. Um, who's the male and who's the female? Mm-hmm. That's real. You know, you don't know the men. They, they they fashion themselves like the women. They dance like the women. Mm. When I was coming up, we ain't do no gyrating, man. We just stood still. And, uh, matter of fact, we we played the wall, and, and the shorty right. would come and fall. You know, they come and fall up against you. You That's know what right. I mean? Yep, yep. You know, today, man, you don't know. You don't. You know. It, it, our society is really misconstrued, bro. You know, and and people, but yet they walk around talking about they love themselves. You got men out here, man, who got gun rights. They walking around with guns on their waist, and they don't even have a holster on it, bro. Mm. They just putting it in a skinny jean pants, walking around with a gun in their waist. You know, because you know, because you have to show you can't um what you call that, they can't uh can't conceal it. They can't conceal it, they have to show it. Right. So but yet the police still killing you. Mm-hmm. Shooting shooting you know, they just killed the they killed um the 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 the, uh, the the young man, um I forget his name, uh the rapper, um um Will I, uh, not Will I am, uh, spell a lot, man. Uh, good guy. The guy to me, happy. Um, I forget his name, man. Out here in Virginia, um, may Allah forgive me. Not for real. But, um, yeah, yeah, for real. They killed for real's cousin. And may, may for real forgive me, man, because, you know, I respect his, 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 his striving out here. But for real, they killed his cousin mm. who had a firearm legally, never, never presented it. But because the cops seen him with a gun, shot him and killed him. Wow. Innocent. You know what I mean? But my thing is, like, why do we feel the need to carry guns like this? Right. You understand what I'm saying? Like, we say we love ourselves. We say we love ourselves. We put ourselves in danger way. Because you can't. You you know, it's it's happening all around us, man. 
and we just keep embracing all the all the wickedness. And and like I said, man, um, I just say, you know, why do we treat ourselves the way we treat people the way we want to be treated, but we treat ourselves the way we don't want to be treated? Mm. That doesn't make any sense. You want to treat the person over here the way that that they want to be treated, but when it comes to yourself. You don't you don't even treat yourself the way that you know that you want to be treated. Wow. You know, so um you know it's it's a real um struggle I believe going on in our society and I just think we need to pay more attention to getting back to um you know, it takes a village to raise a child, you know, and um understanding that hey man, you know, we're not independent. I hate this word. I hate this word, especially amongst our, our beautiful queens and mother queens. You know, I'm an independent woman. Man, ain't nobody in the world independent. <laughs> That's right. We, right. We all we connected. All, we, yeah, we we human beings, and we always we are always dependent upon something of of this universe to keep us moving in the direction we want to go. That's right. So this 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 illusion that the, this westernized methodology tries to uh, induce you to practice, you know, only harms you, and then you wonder why the brother don't want to be with you. Mm. You know, you know, you got a problem with the brother because you don't know how to treat him as a king. Right. You too busy trying to be the king and the queen. See, there it is, right there, man. That's a whole. That's a whole nother podcast, though. You know, <laughs> Yo, that you need an hour on that, man. That, yeah, that's you real, know, though. Man. That's real. Yeah, that's man. Real. And it's like, but we turn around talking about with mother, and then the crazy thing about it, then then it would sit there and say, "How well, man? You ain't trying to step up. How can I step up when you won't let me?" Right. You know. Then and 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 then the brothers, we just as bad. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, we treat our women, man, like they just a piece of, of meat, man. Right. Like, are you kidding me, man? This is the mothers of your children. Mm-hmm. These are the backbones of our community, man. That's These right. These women, man, they have laid down their lives and sacrificed for us to have our families are up. I mean, man, listen, if I learned this about myself, I was really being a coward because my daughter's mother and the many women that I, you know, uh, father with their children, and they sacrificed to make sure the kids didn't live without them, didn't go without them. Made sure that they didn't, they didn't care about the fact that, you know what, um, I'm not going to be able to have this right now. So I'm going to make the sacrifice to just do without it until I'm able to get it. No. Yeah, they hung in there. But me, I had to be Mr. Hasty. You know, I had to jump out the window. And then had the nerve to say, I'm doing it for you. Hmm. Look at that. I'm doing it by any, you know, I'm doing it by any means necessary. Because if I was really doing it for them, then I would have been patient. And understanding that, yo, man, as a man, my primary my primary uh, 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 responsibility is to be here to protect, maintain, and provide for my family by any cost. Right. And that protection and that provision don't start with money, man. It starts with knowledge, man. It and is. it starts with 
Do you see what I'm saying? Knowledge of what? Knowledge of my Lord. In order for me to properly cultivate and educate my family. That's right. But I can't do that if I'm constantly in prison. Hmm. If I'm constantly putting my head, my, my, my hands and my, my, my feet in the shackles, man, that keep me tied down. So I, I, I can't understand us men, man. How we just we dragging these beautiful queens and then we turn around and have a beef with them, man. Right. You know, when they when they when they want better for us. Like it's ridiculous, man. Right. It's ridiculous, man. You know, brothers is out here, man, we fornicating all this we creating all these babies and we ain't taking care of. Them. Come on, man. Mm-hmm. We, somewhere the psychological change, man, that has deprived us of, of, of rightfulness, we got to get it correct, man. We got to get to work on it. And, um, you know, I hope I'm not offending anybody, but I have to speak truth as I know it to be and what it is. Well, that's one of the, that's one of the um, you know, obstacles that, you know, we really got to start, you know, taking responsibility for um, just, just giving – the truth, man. It is what it is, man. You know, who's ever offended by that, that's something they got to deal with. You yeah, know, absolutely. a lot of times absolutely. we be so humble with it and don't want to hurt people's feelings. But, you know, something I realize, even with my own sons, you know, um, if I don't, if, if I don't, you know, uh, insult you, someone's going to assault you. So, oh, so, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So, so, you know, Having having a, another man, you know, speak to you in a manly way right. should not be something that's gonna cause you to feel like, you know, you, you you know, oh, you got you just got disrespected. It's the end of the world. Somebody' life got to end. Like nah, you know, I'm actually trying to help you become a man. Right. 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 You know what I'm saying? But yeah. you know, going back to that agenda where you know these these young men are actually in more in tune with being feminine than they are being masculine, you know? Right. And so I don't, I, me for one, I don't, I don't play that. Like if it's just, I'm if I'm in a room with a bunch of men, yo, that's how we need to respond. Like ain't going to be no, you know, trying to find a word to, to make you feel good. Like, no, you know what I'm saying? Like, nah, that's, that's part of that, that problem that we have. So, I know, I know where you coming from, from the heart though, but nah, I know there's different ways of going about, um, solving a problem. Um, several solutions, there are a whole lot of roads and routes to it. Um, but in regards to someone that, um, can you give any level of advice to any young man out there, any young, uh, teenager out there? Mm-hmm. that may have been or is going through the same thing that you were going through 30 years ago. Right. Any advice for the youth or anyone of age that may be going through those, you know, it's still in the streets. Trying. The, biggest, the, 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 the best advice I can give a person that's in the streets is what was given to me, man. Stop trying to be somebody to people that are nobody. Mm. You know, um, and understand that life is real. 
and you don't have to live life on life's terms. Just because life is presenting to you terms of hardship and hatred and, you know, ugliness, you don't have to live on them terms. You know, you, you can live life real. You can live life acknowledging that, okay, I'm in pain today. You can live life acknowledging that, you know, okay, I have to work a little harder. I don't have a job right now, so I got to work a little harder at trying to get a job. You know, you right. can live life in understanding that, you know, hey, you know, I need an education, you know, so I have to, you know, put forth the effort to get this education. I want a better life. You don't have to live life on the terms that life is just presenting to you at that moment because you have the the means of choices. You have options. So my advice to you is to, you know, seek those options. Mm. Seek the benef- the benefit and you will be rewarded. But most importantly, you got to have patience, man. You got to have patience. And patience is only uh, attained through one attaining knowledge before speech and action. Wow. You said knowledge before speech and action. and action. That's right. Wow, that's heavy right there, man. That is heavy right there. Knowledge before speech and action. That's right. Now, I thought you was going to say knowledge itself. And I think knowledge before speech and action is definitely uh, imperative. It's very powerful. That's right. Very powerful. Brother, I want to thank you, man. Right quick before we go, um, again, the 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 uh, book Point of Impact can be um, obtained. It can be purchased on Lulu.com, mm-hmm. um, the radio podcast. The radio podcast is going to be um, on tonight. I mean, on tomorrow night, you can go right on. Uh, the number is, uh, I got to pull it up again. I'm sorry. I got the number oh. right here. The number is 563-999-3718-563-999-3718. That's for anybody calling in on the podcast tomorrow. Um, also, you have, uh, we didn't even touch on Authentically Me. Is that the herbal store or something else? Yeah, that's yeah, that's the herbal. That's the holistic store that we have. Um Authentically Me, real quick, is a beautiful store. We provide holistic products for the people. We also provide, you know, um, oils and all types of, um, you know, um, um, clothing. Sometimes we don't we don't really get into the fashion, but we do have our branding. Holistic um, Hustle Hustle Holics and um, Bro God and um, and uh, Authentically Me. The brands are there. You know, also uh, hybrid, you know, which is uh, a CBD product. Uh, we, you know, we sell, and then also um, we have all different. I'm talking about all different types of herbs, man, herbs, uh, tea herbs for you to come in and really get, you know, what you need to keep your body cleansed and health healthy, especially at this time of COVID. Right. Um, in in barbershop lounge, we are always open seven days a week. Okay. We open seven days a week, 
I'm normally in the shop from five or after five on weekdays to eight o'clock. My brother, Mikiel, who's the owner of the shop, he is in there most of the time from eight in the morning to uh, seven or six. Uh, we're open on weekends and we're in there. I'm in there every weekend um, to about seven o'clock from eight in the morning to seven o'clock. Listen, we are for the community. We have Sunday discount cuts. You know what I'm saying? Um, kids, if you're going to school, college, um, come through. If you're, uh, you know, uh, if you're getting good grades, your kids are getting good grades, come through. We, 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 we look out. We, you know, we, we want to and give incentive for them to continue to do the right thing. And, um, we also looking for nail tech. <laughs> okay. There it is. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, we're looking for Del Um, But, um, yeah, authentically me and Ian and Barber's Lounge have been sponsors to my nonprofit in every event that we've had. Um, it's like I said, man, you know, uh, we're definitely there for the people. So, um, you know, y'all come on out. Come and check out. Check us out at 2517 Lafayette Boulevard in Norfolk, Virginia. That's authentically me, Ian and Barber Lounge. We're right on the corner. You can't miss us. We're right on the corner. Okay? So you'll always find us there. Um, and listen, just come by. You know, we, we, we're very generous people. So come by and, you know, see what we can, how we can help you and, you know, see what we can do to help you if there's an issue that we can help you with. No doubt. Brother, brother Derek L. Hansford. Um, Shakran, listen, man, thank you so much, man, for, uh, giving us this second interview and, um, congratulations once again on the book, on the podcast, everybody tune in tomorrow, um, on the, the herbal store and everything else that's going on, man. And I wish you, um, so much more success in what you do. Do not hang up. Hold on one second, brother. All right, cut. WNT9 Talk Radio. Don't you fall for it. Don't you fall for it. Don't fall for it. Keep your head up. Never let up. Never let them get you fed up. You just step up. Get your rep up. Get your cash up. Get your check up. The whole system's a set up. It's time we really get up. We've been about this revolution from the time we met up. Take it back. I got my fist up. Malcolm X in 88. But revolution only works for those that will participate. You are great. They are fake. Yo, it's time to demonstrate. Higher level mental states. Conscious people. Show the love, not the hate. This is basic, no debate. But these people are debating and they hating. They should wait. It was bickering amongst ourselves and got us in the state. Yeah, the truth is inconvenient, but the truth is never late. You can't see what they be doing, how they thinking, how they moving. You can't see what they pursuing, making claims none are proven. Don't fall for it. Don't fall for it. Don't fall for it. Don't fall for it. We can see who is the enemy. Sovereignty's the remedy. You don't need telepathy. It's white supremacy. Don't
agreeing, don't debate it, HBCU educated, your degree is highly rated, don't fall for it, don't fall for it, don't you fall for it, don't fall for it, yo, me, I'm not a fake dude, I'ma keep it real, real, they see through it all, and America needs a heal deal, America ain't really sick, this is what it really is, gunshots and cages for black and brown little kids, now they acting like they not the cause of how we live, do not tell me what you gonna do, I can see what you did, look at her, look at him, look at them, look at me, do you see our interests represented in society, no you don't, and you won't, cause democracy's a joke, every four years these same people asking us to vote, nothing changed but the range rover, switching lanes over, I remain the flamethrower, knowledge reigns game over, don't fall for it, don't you fall for it, Rodney King, George Floyd, man we all saw it, so don't protest with the fines, but don't move with self-reliance, while the soul is being silenced for the religion of science, don't fall for it, don't you fall for it, don't fall for it, don't you fall for it, if you thinking and you earning and you drinking and you burning and you really not concerning with the news and what they learning, don't fall for it, don't you fall for it, don't fall for it, don't you fall for it, there's no justice in the courts, we are always taking shorts, they can shoot us like a sport and it's not trust that they want, don't fall for it, don't you fall for it, don't fall for it, don't you fall for it, take it up! Don't you fall for it.